Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of Mitt Magazine. Welcome to a brand new season of Portrait Session, in partnership with Emporio Armani. This season, I'm doing things a little bit differently. Instead of shooting men in this town in my studio, I'll be capturing them in their natural habitat, living la dolce vita and finding out what living the sweet life actually means to them in this day and age. In this episode, I'm chatting with creative entrepreneur and former collaborator of mine, Sabir Sampani. Hailing from India, Sabir made a move to Australia almost 20 years ago with an entrepreneurial spirit influenced by his family. With a successful creative agency under his belt and a family of five, he recently joined his better half in starting a new venture, something that hits a little closer to home. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. Sabir Samtani. I have just turned 40 and I run a business called Reborn um, and Kindred. Kindred, amazing. We'll yeah. get more into that yeah. in, a, in a bit. But let's, let's go with what you're wearing today. What is your outfit all about? So um, I'm wearing a Emporio Mani sweater. Um, I have got a pair of Lee uh, jeans on and my favorite uh, Saint Laurent uh, sneakers. So nice. thank you. So very, um, very, I try and keep it simple uh, and I try and accessorize with one piece. Um, you know, when I was younger, I was all about every single piece needed to be, you know, yeah. a standout. Uh, but as you get <laughs> I was, older, I fell into that as well. Yeah. I and I think I did that a lot in my 20s. And then I think as you get a bit older, you start to, it starts to become a bit more understated. Cool. I think that's what you start going for when you're a little bit older. Yeah. And you go for the simple pieces that are easy because life gets busier. Mm. Uh, and then just have your key pieces that you accessorize. With. You became a dad a few years ago. I did. Do you think that changed it? Influenced it? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Not not where it completely switched, but definitely I think it was a mix of having a business, being a dad, uh, time, uh, and age, and just going through that entire. Uh, period and uh, you do notice that as you do get older it starts to you know your um, style is there and you you've kind of had that style for a few years and then you um, yeah but definitely having kids uh, plays a big role I, I think it's just it wouldn't be the priority is it the style when it comes to your personal style anymore it, or is yes it? yes and no yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, no because you start styling your kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, you start You're living, you start, you start reflecting your style on your kids because uh, they can get away with a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'd say you still, you know, um, you still try and keep your style. You know, I still make sure I uh, try and look good. I look after myself. Mm-hmm. I look after my skin. I look after my... Uh, I exercise a lot. So I still, it's still a style, but it's... Um, not the core focus of your lifestyle your lifestyle exactly yeah, right. and it's about maintaining your lifestyle because a lot of people when they go into fatherhood uh, and they become a parent you see a dramatic difference in what they become mm. they suddenly you know age very quickly yeah, yeah. and they get categorized into this you're a dad you know the whole uh, dad thing and they start to even 
look older and act older. But it's the, the stereotype. The stereotype, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've always, you know, I still feel very young. Uh, physically, I'm quite fit. You know, mentally, I feel, you know, not a day over 30. So overall, I feel good. And, I, you know, I feel like I need to look good as well. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that my style is taking a backseat. Mm -hmm. I've just simplified it. Yeah, right. If that makes sense. To make it work with your To make situation. it work with my current situation, yeah. exactly. Were you interested in kind of style and even lifestyle, being fit and whatnot, back in when you were like yep. a teenager? And yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So I've, I've gone through uh, some crazy hairstyles. It all started, you know, <laughs> with, with braids and bleach blonde hair. I've done, I've bleach done blonde bleach hair, blonde yeah. hair. I went full peroxide. I've had that as well. <laughs> More of a mustard hair. Yeah. That I turned into. I've got full bleach blonde hair. Um, I had a shaved head with six plaits down the front. So I've done, I started with style and me and my mates growing up, we were all uh, basketballers. So we all had our big keppers. I don't know if you remember back years ago, there were these mm. big baggy jeans. Um, and, you know, basketball singlet. So we, I grew up generally with quite, you know, having style play quite a big role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think growing up in India, we were influenced a lot by American TV, as mm. a lot of places are. Uh, so that played a huge influence. Uh, moved, moved to Asia, continued, you know, Singapore's quite a, you know, quite an interesting city when it does come to style. There's a lot mm. of brands out there. You know, it's, it's quite a metropolitan city. And then moving to Australia, um, for university. Right. It, is that what brought you here? That's what brought me here. And it continues. So I've always, style's always been a, and vanity's always been something that, I, you mm. know, it's played a part. Yeah, and I've yeah, always yeah. wanted to feel good and look good. So, uh, and I think it just helps with confidence and, you know. Absolutely. That, so. I think if you, if you play the role that you kind of want to be, I think that's the way it's. Exactly. You have to really believe it yourself. In you order do. to kind of project it out yeah. there. And, and I found, you know, you could be with what you wear, it could be the simplest thing or it could be, it's really about how it makes you feel. Mm. And if it makes you feel good, then that comes through in your, in your confidence, Absolutely. whether that's at work or in personal life. So how old were you when you got to Australia? I was 18, uh, 17. And what did you come to study? Uh, I came just to, I actually wasn't sure what I wanted to study. So I came just to study, I just did a Bachelor of Arts. And I did a year of that, and I realized university wasn't for me. Right. Um, and I got straight started working, and from there I just grew from there. So. What did you start doing? Like. I started work? interestingly. I started knocking on doors for Optus selling phone plans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Which was one of the worst and one of the best jobs I ever did. <laughs> the worst. That's interesting. Yeah, the worst because you got you got chased by every single neighborhood dog. Oh God, as you, as you know, that. my dog would do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think what it did is gave me a lot of confidence to approach strangers. Yeah. You know, knocking on people's houses is, you know, picking up the phone and making a call itself mm. is a thing you need to, you know, when you're, when you're building a business and making cold calls. So knocking on doors and doing it at people who probably don't want to hear from you or don't want to see you. Mm was a big so being able to build your confidence that way was really good and it really set me up for the future and opening doors throughout my career you probably didn't think of that at the time no, that no. It's, but it's those little things that really do add up to make you who you are while you're growing up exactly and give you those skills that you it, never thought exactly would kind of take you anywhere so. i know and uh, growing up in india as well it's a very entrepreneurial society and mm. it's very you know so everyone has their own businesses everyone's parents and grandparents a lot of family businesses so it's always been something I wanted to do, mm. um, 
but it was a you know a progression. So quite proud about how I've taken it from knocking on doors with Optus to mm. now building what I have done in the last 15, 20 years. And what was the kind of the first thing that you kind of business idea you had that what direction did you so take? yeah so I was so I started working so I worked in a few I guess corporate roles mm-hmm. um, I coming from my sales background as well because I hadn't um, studied so I hadn't done anything like I hadn't done engineering or anything I didn't specialize in anything so I was very sales driven mm-hmm. um, and I worked for a phone company I then went into a software company and started selling software to advertising agencies and that was really interesting because I always had a creative um, I always had a creative streak myself uh, just from music I listened to sport it was just you know my my overall uh, dress sense I was always a creative leaning person Mm. Um, and trying to sell to advertising agencies just opened up a huge it was an eye-opener this was uh, when I was 27 and uh, seeing walking in sitting in a corporate role in an office, in a cubicle office, then going and selling to advertising agencies mm. and looking at how they ran and looking at, you know, the, the people in there and the vibrancy. Yeah. Uh, that was the moment I realized that this was probably the right industry for me. Yeah, yeah. And so I used to sell um, email marketing software, very boring, uh, sell it to advertising agencies. I used to then go in and come up with concepts on how to go from just email to, you know, campaigns. Yeah. And I started doing that more and more and I realized that was my, my strength. Mm. Uh, the company I was working with, this, you know, it was purely transactional sending emails. And from there, I just, I had a client who said, go out on your own, we'll start working with you. So I used the software from the company. They were fine with me mm. doing that. Uh, and from there, I just built one client and then just kept building clients and doing lots of cold calling. Uh, and then just from there, it kept growing. So, so then is that the start of Reborn? Is that kind of what well, that was your first agency? That was that was we. I had a little agency called the V Project. Okay. Uh, it was pretty much just myself, um, and I met Dave Easton, who's my business partner in mm-hmm. Reborn, and he was running his little one man band. I was running my one man band. <clears throat> we met on a project. Uh, we went into uh, the pitch um, only having just met. Mm. Uh, we came out, nailed the pitch, uh, caught up for a coffee after that. I invited him for my wedding that, at that coffee, even without knowing him. That's how, really? yeah, that's how <laughs> he's like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> I found out weeks later. And um, it was just a coincidence that one of his best mates was going to India for my wedding. Yeah, right. And I, we'd never that's cross paths. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It is weird. And so it was kind of... You know, when stars align and it's fate and we just, you know, he called me later and he's like, can you believe my friends coming to your wedding? And so two, three months later, he was on a plane at my wedding and we came back, we got an office space, we worked together for six months just to make sure that, you know, we could work as in business. Yeah, absolutely. Because it makes, you know, it's a big difference. Um, And six months later, we set up Reborn and, um, and then started from there. So we had a big not a rebrand, but a two brands coming together, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the meaning behind Reborn, which was, you know, the rebirth yeah, right. of two brands. Yeah. Uh, and then we, uh, yeah, and since then we've had a incredible ride, lots of highs, lots of lows, as you do in business. Absolutely. Um, and it really is a roller coaster, but 
uh, so many amazing um, you know moments uh, people we've met um, that's what's been really uh, probably the biggest thing is one is doing great work for clients but the mm -hmm. other is making friends seeing people flourish and that's one of the things Dave and me get really excited about is people who leave is what they end up doing yeah you know absolutely. and they end up starting their own businesses because they get inspired by mm -hmm. what we've done and that is something you know we're really proud of how does it feel for you to be kind of that boss and not that necessarily answer to anyone else is that a lot of pressure is it it's um i think running so one of the things i've probably and i think when speaking to most entrepreneurs they're you know they're highly critical of themselves mm. uh, and it's a it's a it's a decision you make being an entrepreneur especially when you start to build and scale a team mm -hmm. is you know the pressures that are going to come with it but i think if you do want to be your own boss and you do want to run it run your own company they're the things that come with it so i've always uh, probably from my history of growing up mm. uh, back in India to how I am as a person, um, I always wanted to have my own business and you know make decisions. And did your parents? Parents, have so my dad had his own business. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just a you know it's from there that yeah. you start to uh, and being Indian, obviously there's although my parents are quite you know uh, quite Westernized, there was you know for me it was still an element of continuing my what my dad started yeah you know and Absolutely. so growing from there so uh, they influence you a lot I mean, my parents are the same yeah. it's like you don't realize it but it's like you see the way that they work and the way that they live their lives and you can't picture any other way any other yourself, way to do it you yeah. know and it's like just that's what you were surrounded yeah. by yeah and you want to i think even though however old you are or young you are you still want to you know you still want to make your parents proud oh, you know it's, it's, um, always, isn't it? it's yeah. the biggest tick that you get you know so yeah. that's something that's been a big driver for me especially before I had kids yeah. you know my wife is you know my parents to make sure you know when they're having their conversations at their dinners and their lunches mm -hmm. that you know so that's that was a big driver for me to start my business and make yeah. it successful Absolutely. and then as the family came in there there was another driver there as well so, yeah yeah and then you kind of kept going and creating more businesses your wife exactly. started something it's, my wife started something uh people think we're crazy because we're <laughs> we live uh we live you know we live in the fast lane we um we before we had kids you know we work hard we play hard um we you know we do everything we don't i guess we're not nine to five sort of people no, right you you're know, always on and you're always on always, always on again it has its advantages you know has its has its challenges yeah but it's just um, we're both highly driven people so emmy started her own business mm -hmm. um, and what's that that's kindred kindred so kindred is a parenting platform for millennial parents so when we had our, our first little one um emmy realized this big gap as you do when you start a business you find a gap you find a niche and that's amazing that your first child inspired it exactly exactly yeah. and it's uh and it started from some of the exp started from a mother's group the content that they didn't have a lot of the stuff out there was mumsy uh, it was overwhelming to a lot mm -hmm. of parents and emmy uh, found that found that problem and just kept building from that and yeah. it's incredible what women and mothers can do uh you know when you think you started a business and you've gone through the hard yards to see yeah. a parent doing especially a new parent and juggling one being, you know, the bringing up a newborn mm. and having a business, it's uh, it's incredible to see, you know. So what I've done in comparison, you know, 
it's not much compared to what Emmy's been able to do in the last few years. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's always it's a rebirth of everything. It your, really your is a rebirth. Been a yeah. rebirth of just always a, a new constantly start. evolving, constantly yeah. innovating, constantly. You know, we had um, we have when we had our third kid, we had three on a three and a half. So it was um, it was um, pretty pretty crazy, and this is why I was running my businesses and Emmy was running Kindred. Yeah, yeah. And so she had one, or we had one, we had this, so we have one that she's now four, and we have a second who's a boy, he's two, and we've got a young, the youngest one is eight months. So uh, it's been, uh, it's been amazing ride, but to have a business, you need, you need to be cut from a certain type of plot. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is what we say, is <laughs> to, to be able to juggle all of that yeah, and yeah. keep your sanity. Yeah, you know, I can imagine. Yeah, what what is your life like? How do you keep sane? Like now, kind of, you know, what is your downtime if you have any downtime? Yeah, there's. Obviously, you want time with your family. And yeah, there's. I mean, when you say, I guess, downtime is, you can interpret that in a lot of ways because being with three kids is downtime to a certain extent, but it's you're not really getting any downtime. No. You know, it's not you time. It's, it's not, not you time. Yeah. That's I think that's the that's the key is you don't get you don't get any you time. Um, you know, uh, a, a day, you know, a day in our life is, um, you know, we wake up early, we've got three kids. We've luckily now got an amazing au pair, mm-hmm. uh, who's, who's great. She's come over from New Zealand, so she helps us, but really it's still three kids. So juggling three kids in itself, you need three people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, getting the kids ready, whether it's school, whether it's daycare. So, you know, the, the two toddlers are now obviously in daycare and school, so it's getting them ready. Um, it's tan chaos in the house, tantrums, the whole lot. Um, my daughter's very fashion conscious, even at four years old. So she, <laughs> she will, from she a from, from a mom, of course. But she'll, you know, she'll she'll try three or four dresses before she knows oh, what she's wearing. Yeah. And uh, so and so yeah, so we get them get them to school. I drop them off. I'm in the office by about ten o'clock. Uh, by the time all the drop offs have happened. Uh, Emmy's on a computer. I'm working all day, and then I make sure in the office or from home. Or? Mostly in the office, but I I I try and mix it up, and that's more from again a creative to try and get you know um, a creative thinking going, or depending on what tasks I'm doing, whether mm. I'm focusing on sales or whether I'm working on concepts. I might go sit in a cafe. Yeah. Um, I might come to the office. I might work from home. Just really depends on what I'm feeling. That's kind of a luxury, isn't it? Though? It is it's a luxury. something that That's... you kind of built for yourself that you can do that. Exactly. It? And it's, it's one of the reasons, um, you know, having your own business is, it's very stressful because you, you know, you're, everything's dependent on you. Mm. You're not coming into work and getting a yeah. paycheck and then going home. So there's, you have to drive yourself that more, but the flexibility of being able to spend time with your kids as well, mm-hmm. um, beats any other thing. So, and I guess I was going to ask kind of, well, what is that sweet thing that you do for yourself that just kind of <clears throat> is for your own good, but is, I guess, spending time with your kids would be that. No? Yeah, it's, it's funny what a, what a de-stress they can be yeah. in, in the most stressful tantrum moment of mm. their time. You can, you know, when you, when I get home, so I pick the kids up, get them home and I could have had a really stressful day and I pick them up and we're usually home by six yeah. and that you know half an hour to an hour before you know they need to have their bath or just that hour of playtime is a huge de-stress because while you're still running after them while there's chaos at home just the smiles and I mean it's very cliche you know to say that big but it's That's just true. it really is a de-stress mm-hmm. because you can't but help but smile and laugh with them 
Yeah. And, you know, as we know, laughter is such a, a cure for, you know, stress. So um, it's those times that are great. I try and get a little bit of exercise each week. Mm-hmm. You know, so two, three times a week I try and get to the gym. That's my switch off. Nice. Uh, and I'm trying to do it more and more. And what do you kind of do there? What's a bit of everything. Is? So um, lots of weights, a uh, bit of cardio, uh, lots of stretches now, now that I'm getting yeah. older as well. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so there's, there's, it's a bit of everything. It's, uh, I go with the mate as well. So, you know, we try and keep each other motivated. That's good. Um, and then I love my Sydney Swans. So I, mm-hmm. I'm at the game most weeks, uh, and that is my switch off well, there you as go. well. Yeah, so right. that really, yeah, if yeah. there's, if there's a switch off, it is that the gym and, and that is really a switch Those off from everything. That's, that's my me time. So my yeah. me time, pretty much the gym and, and going to the footy. That sounds nice. Yeah. I think that's a good time to kind of have separate from everything Exactly, else. exactly. And I guess what, what, you've been in Sydney now for how long? Um, 22 years. 20, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 20, yeah, 22 years. What keeps you in Sydney? What, what's we've Sydney we've had a lot of, you know, over the years when we were in our 20s, we mm-hmm. wanted to head to the States. Um, we then had children. We've spoken about one day moving to an island somewhere and yeah, you know yeah. working as a digital nomad I guess <laughs> but I think Sydney for me it's I mean you've just got to look at it from when you fly in that you know I always that's the first thing I think of when you look at Sydney you look at a photo and it's just incredible it's, it's incredible mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's any city that one is that beautiful and two I think the lifestyle so we live again quite cliche but we live down in Bondi mm. and we're 500 meters from Tama Beach um, we just the, the energy, you know, the, the street we live on, the neighbors. Um, I think it's the lifestyle, it is more, you know, the schooling for us, obviously, kids and what they have now. And um, so it's all of that together. Um, I don't think we would live anywhere else. I, I always say that as well about Sydney. It's like it's, it's cliche to say. Yeah. But. but there is a work-life balance here that is just you don't get anywhere else. You I, do not. Yeah. I get to travel a lot yeah. and kind of I see a lot of cities. I love a lot of other cities. Yeah. But always to come back home here is has like, a special feeling, isn't it? Unlike anything else, it's like you decompress as soon as you see that exactly <laughs> that overview. And then you just plane. look at it, and the whole city is surrounded by beaches. Yeah. And, it's, and I think Sydney's got the right balance of the the laid back mm-hmm. but also a very active yeah. lifestyle and I think that balance in itself is is really good mm-hmm. and you could be out every night if you wanted to um, but you can also chill out and feel like you're on yeah. holiday you know and Absolutely. I, and I and keep telling you look around you, and like it looks like we're on holiday it looks like we're on holiday <laughs> I, I still say that to Emmy I drive and I drive home and I drive I hit um, Bondi Road mm. and each day I hit Bondi Road and I'm I feel like, and I know it's the Bondi bubble, but you do hit Bondi Road and you're like... There's, oh, whenever there's I like, hit Bondi Road, I'm like, oh, you should move to Bondi. <laughs> <laughs> like, you always leave Bondi. Like, oh, yeah. it's nice to be near the it's ocean. It's great. I mean, I'm in Pops Point and yeah. just even that ocean being right there, yeah. it makes the biggest difference. <clears throat> Huge difference. Like, just being energy. able to see it. And I, we spent a lot of our 20s and early 30s in Surrey Hills. So we mm-hmm. definitely did the, the inner That's city lifestyle. Change, yeah. um, and it took me a while to convince M to move out to uh, Bondi, but yeah. when we did, it's just it's been it's amazing. It's amazing for the kids. As and it well. is easy to get in and out. So easy. People think it's far, but it really yeah. isn't. It's 
15, 20 minutes, yeah. you know, 10 to 15 minutes on a good day. Um, yeah. It's nice to wake up to that. Come, yeah, <laughs> you can just feel the breeze. Tamar, you can, I mean, you said you first time. Yeah, just yeah. on the border of Bondi and yeah. Tama. So we're, we're really lucky. We're in a great spot. I have a friend who has a house there as well, and she has the view of Tamarama, and it's just incredible. It's incredible. I, like, I don't know like, how, just what an amazing feeling to wake up to that. It morning. is. And even going at night and just seeing black. I know. <laughs> That's what would be I know, and it, it's just got this, it's got such good energy about it. Mm. Uh, and I think that's probably, you know, talking about keeping sane, that's what, you know, you, once we're in there, mm. um, once we're at home, it's, it feels good. Yeah. Is it a huge change from where you grew up in India? Where did you grow up? It is. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in Bombay, mm. uh, so Mumbai, but, you know, the ones we grew up when it was Bombay, so a lot of us... Uh, people from back then still call it Bombay. Mm. Uh, I grew up, actually grew up in the busy city, but I grew up near the water as well. So I did I have know. water views. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, and it's similar to Sydney. I, I mean, if I, you know, I haven't thought about it, but where I grew up in Bombay compared to where I am now, it's still a really busy lifestyle, mm. but we're in a part of it where you do have the ocean. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think my family's in Italy from Bari and they're yeah. right on the water. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm so attracted to this. It's just because it's in me to yeah. be next to the water. water. Yeah. And just having that kind of, I don't know, when, even when I go to Italy and I'm there, there's a weird energy that I get that's like, this feels like I've lived here plenty of times before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I've never yeah. actually lived there. Yeah. So being here, just that, yeah. I don't know. It gives you a feeling of, I know it's, and we may not even, because we've got, you know, three kids in the juggle to get them all to the beach is sometimes mm. quite challenging. <laughs> Um, so even if we don't go to the beach a lot, just being next to the water mm. makes a huge difference. I think for your mental state, for your mind, you know, just, and even for creativity, like yeah. I would go down to a couple of cafes in Bondi and work from there if, yeah. you know, I'm feeling a bit claustrophobic in my mind or I need to just, um, start thinking a bit more creatively. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm down there and I'm, you know, some of the best work happens there, so. Cool, so let's close it off with yep. just a few quick fire questions sure. we have here. Sure, uh, This is a new thing I'm doing as well, so I haven't done that with anyone else yet. But uh, just, yeah, answer the first things that come to your mind, and then yep. you get an cool. idea. Uh, so coffee, tea, or juice? Um, coffee. Um, I'm a big iced latte drinker. Yes. No matter what season. could be. A I've gone into doing more kind of iced coffees yep. rather than <laughs> the hot coffee. Yeah, so. I'm, it's, I can't function yeah. without that in the morning. Uh, current song stuck in your head? Um, it's probably some kid song, but probably <laughs> Red Light, Green Light by Duke Dumont. Do you know the one? No. It's, it's one and my kids love it. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty much kid songs that I'm listening to. It's funny. You, 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 start, you start singing those songs in yeah, the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I heard my old pair singing one of those songs and I'm like, <laughs> it's a problem. But yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Recent article you read that's worth reading. I, I tend to, I tend to just, I don't, I, I mean, I don't get a chance to sit there and read a lot mm. of articles. I'm always consuming a lot of content, a lot of it through video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm always watching, I, I love, you know, doco videos. I'm always consuming. So there's not one particular article, but it's a mix of educating myself. Yeah. And looking What platform at, are you on most? I watch it, a range I watch, surprisingly, I watch a lot on, obviously, Facebook, I watch a lot of yeah, content yeah. I say, so I watch a lot of Vice, I watch a lot of, nice, lot of those type of channels, um, but it's really a mix, I'm a lot of, um, 
industry blogs. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a really it's a range of content that I'm consuming now. It's always something different. Always something Whatever different. Whatever kind of comes up on your feed, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's the yeah. way it kind of goes now. Uh, sofa or cinema for the evening? Um, I'd be boring and, and say sofa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it's um, you know it's home. Yeah. And there's nothing better than just getting on the sofa with the family. Absolutely. And but you have a good game to hang out. Game with. to hang out. We love the cinema as well. So. Yeah. But when was the last time you probably went to a movie? We went to the cinema. God. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I won't ask Actually, open air cinemas in Bondi uh, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, right. So we got Star That's is nice. Born and then the Bohemian Rhapsody, oh, fun. which was good. Emmy and me had some time out. Yeah. And that was really nice. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's the best thing you've watched lately and why? Um, I would say, even though it's probably 10 years later than everyone, but I watched Narcos and I watched uh, yeah. on Netflix and I watched, it, I think it was Narcos Mexico as well, and I just binge watched it. Yeah, I always hear that's a really good show to watch. Oh, great that. show. And that and like Game of Thrones, I've never watched. Yeah, I've never watched, watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I can't get into the adventure yeah, uh, fantasy like stuff, yeah. and Emmy and myself are the same. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's... Um, I'll maybe, I don't know. I want to <laughs> give it a try just to kind of see what it's all about. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't think we could, we could watch it. And it's too long. It's too long. <laughs> uh, Sunday afternoon routine. Um, so I love Sunday afternoons. We are usually... Uh, we don't have a set routine, but it's usually us, um, the kids loitering around just outside the house. Mm. It's kind of one of those neighborhoods and streets where a lot of the kids are out um, talking to our neighbors. And then mm. we get them in, we get early dinner, we usually have a family dinner on a Sunday. Nice. Uh, so whether it's tacos night or sushi night, so we uh, sit down, have some fun, and then it's kind of just wind down, get them to bed, and then mm. plan for the week ahead. Yeah, that's a good way to kind of just yeah. wind down and then get ready for <clears> Get ready for the big <laughs> week. Yeah, we're all about setting ourselves up for the week. I think it's a really good routine to have. Yeah. Uh, so we plan our days out and what we're doing. Smart. Uh, but Sunday afternoon, especially summer, you know, spring, summer, even coming into autumn, mm. it's beautiful out there. So we're great neighbors as well. Amazing. Cool. And last question, your yep. favorite sweet? Um, favorite sweet? Um, I've got a, that's probably my one vice <coughs> is sweets. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of them, actually. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Love chocolate. Love lollies. Love the whole lot. Got a massive sweet tooth. I think I, yeah, I was like, as I'm getting older, I feel like I have more of a sweet tooth. Yeah, really. Which is weird. Yeah. Dangerous. I'm finding I'm eating... Yeah, I mean, like, when I was younger, I'd be like, yeah, I'll have one block of... Ch like, one piece of chocolate. And now it's yeah. just increased to two and three and four and... Last night we had the biggest craving for tiramisu. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this the third time in the podcast. Yeah. But it was like, because you kept mentioning it. And it's like, I haven't had one in so long. Yeah. I went out to find one and couldn't find one. Really? <laughs> so, anything, is, anything sweet is good. Yeah, we love, we have to finish dinner off with a sweet. Yeah. Lunch yeah. Off with a sweet. Amazing. All right, thank you, Sabir. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for having us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session in partnership with Emporio Armani. If you enjoyed this story and would like to read more stories about men in this town, check out issue 11 of MIT Magazine, available now at meninthistown.com. Have a great day and thanks again for your support.